So if anybody out there got their picks right over the weekend, we're going to Vegas. So with that, lights out. Welcome into another edition of the F1 Starting Grant, the most unique insight into Formula One. And before we get any further, please hit that like button, subscribe to stay informed, and please leave a comment down below. We'd love to hear from you and your opinions. Hey, I'm Brock Young, joined as always by now a very happy B. Mike Allen. But we start off with Chaz Day, and Chaz, your thoughts over the weekend. I'm happy. <laughs> You're happy too. I'm the happy content. I'm content. I mean, uh, you know, Mercedes is uh, is in the lead in constructors and in drivers now. So uh, that's true. I'm I'm uh, I'm relaxing. <laughs> Mike Williams in the points. Both Williams in the points. So uh, that's awesome. And they weren't a lap down to do it, which is pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. But uh, how about how about Ocon, man? That. That that that's it's always fun to see young kids like that get their first win. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff involved. Of course, like I said in the beginning, for any any uh, <clears throat> for Hamilton or Verstappen not to win, there has to be an accident or something happened, and that's what happened. And uh, even though Lewis came back from 14th place all the way back up to P3, and then ultimately P2 because of a technical violation with Vettel. Uh, you know, watching Ocon get his first is that that was that, that 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 was a special race and a special weekend all the way around. And I loved how they showed a replay of that where right before that turn, even at the split second of that uh, wreck, you see both Ocon and Vettel slow down from the pack, and so they may be able to make that turn around there and get it get into lead right behind Lewis Hamilton and. It was something to be seen. I'd love to see that. In fact, let's get into that a little bit because um, – Oh, and one more thing I'd like to mention. How about Fernando Alonso? That fantastic. That is a teammate right there. That guy, uh, he wanted it for his teammate more than anything, and, and that, that, was, that was beautifully done and courageous, and he is a true champion all the way around. That was probably the most upsetting part of the race, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on that note, I want the only to thing that could have been better is if you would have slammed on his brakes and took him out of the whole race. But he did slow him I want to. I want to play this off of YouTube right quick for you guys. I'm going to share this. I haven't done this before, so forgive me if I do something wrong. But this, I want to thank F1 Auto Book for uh, posting this. And um, let's see if this bad boy works here. And this is actually a post-race of Fernando Alonso's comments. One last question. Um, Lewis was complaining over the radio, as you know. He's he always, he complaining always complaining. That you're always, that yeah. you're not, but that you were not in the breaking zone again. Yes. Is that correct? I don't know. I didn't hear anything from FIA, so I guess it was okay. That's the good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Cold-hearted, man. That dude is awesome. <laughs> Oh, I love it. It's like zero Fs given right there. It's like, <laughs> I got my teammate a win. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, and I love I love the picks that they had at the um, – whenever they got out to the grid and at the post-race, Alonzo was right there waiting for Ocon to come, and they were just, like, hugging and celebrating together. Reminds well, they, me took of, a lap. they took a lap side by side. That That's 
what a great day for Alpine and Renault and that, that. Mm -hmm. and speaking of which they actually uh we talked about this last week um Alpine going into uh, next year's development series, but they actually moved up in the constructors, and they're now fifth. They passed AlphaTauri and Aston Martin. Um, they have 77 points now behind 68 with AlphaTauri and Aston Martin with 48. And Mike, your Williams move up to eight with 10 points. Yeah, both of them in the points. I, you know, both I was... I was calling for Russell to be in the points, and that and I was going to stick with that until it happened. But it was good to see both Williams mid, in the middle of the pack in the points. Jazz, your uh, thoughts on that? On Alpine and yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just upsetting. I, I don't know. Like I like I, I feel like uh, I mean, I, I think um, I did see that clip of uh, of Alonso. Um, I think he's still just bitter from the uh, his and Hamilton's McLaren, McLaren days, because um, they had a they had a, a really bitter rivalry. I mean, obviously Ros uh, Rosberg's not the only person that Hamilton's had a, a bitter rivalry with. So um, even before that, you know, it was Alonso. So I I, I don't know. It it just kind of reeked of that a little bit. Obviously, it was it was as a race fan, it was really fun to see those guys go back and forth. Um, as a uh, as a race fan, I I'm also a Alonzo fan. Like he's phenomenal. Like he's a, a, a legendary driver. Um, I just think he's a dick, and I'm a little annoyed. <laughs> hey, well, you know, it was gaming. It was gaming, and if you're gonna get mad at Alonzo for holding up Hamilton, which is what you're supposed to do as a teammate, then you could be equally mad at Hamilton for holding up. Uh, uh, the qualifying and, and knocking out yep. one of the Red Bulls from getting a qualifying lap by slowing down and monkeying around. So, I mean, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, part, of the, it's part of racing and you know, that's, that's yeah. what Botas is supposed to do for Hamilton. And, and, and all Alonzo did is do it for his teammate to make sure his teammate got a win. I'm all for it. Botas is a G Alonzo is a jerk. <laughs> well, for the record, they, uh, they said if Alonzo didn't hold up Hamilton the way he did, Hamilton would have finished him first. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. How the heck did Verstappen come back, by the way? Well, he he came back, but he he couldn't gain any ground or do anything because his car was so damaged. So he just mm -hmm. wanted to finish the race and try to get into points, which he did, I think. He got, I think he got 10th. Yeah, I think he got 10th well, right he there. Came in, he came in ninth, but ninth, ninth now. No, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, but his car was damaged. He couldn't get. He couldn't go any faster because yeah, I guess the, the wings. Oh, yeah. on the, the wing, But he came back. But what I'm saying is the wing, the side vents. I guess they have a lot to do with downforce. The right side of his car was destroyed, so he came back with a with a car that wasn't even 100 percent to get into the points. But it wasn't. It wasn't enough. I mean, if he had had a if he would have had a complete car, then it would have been. He would have been in the front of the pack battling out with Hamilton and everybody else. Well, how, how bad does that fare for Giovinazzi, Schumacher, Ricardo, and Raikkonen that were stopping in a damaged car? <laughs> lapped them. No, 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 no. Not just beat them. Lapped them. Lapped them. <laughs> came back from a, from a two-minute pit stop and came all the way back into the top ten. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, we didn't get much. We didn't get much points over the weekend, though. Um, the official standings now, though, is Mike. You just extended your lead to two ninety four. Chaz, uh, you're at two fifty eight, and I just moved up to two forty seven. Um, but it's not even halfway through the season yet. Yeah, it's on, still time to go. It's exciting. Well, well, yeah, it's looking pretty good unless Chaz, you know, rolls up and hits my back left tire and spins me into. The- <laughs> I think we just leave the show at that. Just go. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for joining us. No, Um, I actually want to talk about this too. It's uh, both uh, Ashton Martins and it. If Alpine such had a great day, Ashton Martins had a total opposite day with like, just like Red Bull. First off, um, Stroll hit into Leclerc, and Le- it really, he really damaged Leclerc's vehicle to the point that um, their p- team principal, Ferrari, saying that Ashton Martin might have to pay for their damage because of, because the FIA rule, they don't have enough in the budget cuts to repair the, the Ferrari. That's how much damage it cost them. And First off, let's talk about that. So, uh, Mike, your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't I haven't really read too much into that. I mean, it, it, I've never heard of that rule where another team is responsible for the repairs on a car. Well, that's what Benito said that that's what they should have should do, but they're not going to. That do might it. be something new they're trying to do, but I, right, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't think it was on purpose, obviously. <laughs> it was bad. I mean, yeah. Aspen was taking people out in pit row, so. <laughs> Actually, for the record, it was not Kimi Raikkonen, but Kimi's team that told him to go out early, and that's what. Yeah. And that's why Aspen hit him. Aspen doesn't, he doesn't care. It's not his car. Well, it's dad's car. But I'm coming to dead last anyway. <laughs> but, Jazz, your thoughts on um, the Stroll Leclerc wreck there? Because that was opposite from the main one that happened in the very beginning. So um, so is, is Bonotto proposing that he's, – he's just proposing that they that they pay for it, right? Like he's – He's just right. saying, hey, you know, it wasn't our fault. It was so bad, you know, and we don't have it in the budget. They should probably pay for it. Right. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I mean, if if you're if you're out of budget before the summer break, that sounds like a mismanagement issue, not a, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> if you're out of budget already and, and um, you know, you have a, a full season to go, like, I don't even know how that happens. I mean, I would actually be embarrassed to say that. I don't even know how that happens. Yeah, I mean, that's assuming that you spend all your money, and and especially in F1, you're going to take a chance that in the next eight races you're not going to wreck well, I mean, at all. Were you planning on having a perfect race where where, you, where there's no damage or no damage or mechanical issues in the next eight races? I mean, and it's Ferrari. I don't know how Ferrari's running out of money. I mean, it's. No, but like it's not about it's not about money because they 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 have enough money obviously but it's uh it's the the budget spending caps they're, they're spending oh caps. okay yeah. 
So if they do go over, which they can, it um, it'll uh, it'll put them into the penalty. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So that so that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's just a mismanagement issue, like of you know not not anticipating it. But well, let's talk about this um, the Vettel situation here, where he was disqualified. And now it's just released by F1.com that Ashton Martin is going to follow suit and protest this uh, disqualification disqualification of the weekend in Hungary. Uh, the issue was it's all about I think about the, I'm still trying to read through the article right here, but it's the uh, fuel consumption in their um, in their vehicle, and it says quote. Since the team's data indicated there was more than more than 1.0 liter fuel in the car left after the race, 1.74 liters to be accurate, the team immediately reserved the right to appeal. Um, and the issue was he was disqualified. The results of a one point liter sample of fuel was not able to be taken from the car after the race, a requirement that's set by the FIA technical rules. And now the matter is brought in front of the Hungarian Grand Prix stewards. Chaz, to start with you on this one, man, is that, um, well, first off, does Ashton Martin have a leg to stand on on this? And uh, do you see any appeal or do you see a reversal from this from the uh, stewards? Uh, that's a really that's a really good question. Uh, hell if I know. I, I, I don't even I'm not even familiar with this uh, with this rule. I, I do. From what I understand. They need to have at least one liter to test, and I'm assuming that the testing is for, um, like, to make sure that they don't have additives or anything else in there that, that to make sure that it's legal. And they need an uh, at least a liter in order to do that. Um, from what I understand, Vettel only had like, uh, like three tenths or something like that mm -hmm. a liter, so a very small amount, which. I mean, it's it's a rule for a reason. It's it's in order to prevent, um, you know, foul play. So I, I definitely understand that. Um, I actually don't know how that would have happened. I, I don't I don't know how that they would end up with so little fuel. Uh, I mean, the the race did go a little bit long, but not. There have definitely been races that have gone longer than that. So so for them to end up with so little fuel, I haven't even heard of anybody having an issue like that with having less than a liter. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's never even come to my, onto my radar before, so I'm not even sure. But I think um, if they need, a, usually when they when they do stuff like this, they they estimate more than they actually need, right? So they'll say right. a liter. They probably only need a small sample, but the, you know they, they say a liter. Um, so I say as long as they can actually do the test whatever but if if they let it go then they run into the issue of it happening again right but I, um, I mean, disqualification and this has been a thing with like with like the penalties for stuff has been so weird man like the penalty for for uh for not having enough fuel in your car for not having enough fuel in your car is losing second place in a race the penalty for knocking someone out of the race, 10 seconds. Like, I'm I'm just, I'm flat. I, like, I don't understand where they're coming up with, like, these penalties. And, uh, 
where, where they're where they're stemming from. It's just I, I guess one is 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 probably grounded in it has already been decided ahead of time, but it still seems disproportionate. I don't know, Mike. You go. And I, and I don't I don't know what the advantage would be really. <clears throat> you know, mm. uh, it, it's the the fuel tanks on those cars only add about four pounds, five pounds full, maybe six pounds. I mean, they're not that big of tanks, and and you know, well, no, it makes a difference, Mike, because it, it, it's uh, at the end of the race. That's the reason why, why they're the fastest laps always happen at the end of the race. Well, you know, I get that you, when you have less fuel, you're going to be a little bit faster. But I guess, I, I guess, the question would be, you would have to show that the amount of fuel that he was down at the end of the race to get second place was intentional. And that it gave an advantage, and I just don't see how it would give an advantage that late in the race when all the cars are pretty much because they don't they don't refuel. I mean, they they cut out refueling uh, a couple of years back. So, I unless it was calculated, but you know, with the rain and you spin your tires, that's wasting fuel. Anytime you lose grip, you waste fuel. Anytime you rev the engine at a higher RPM instead of a lower RPM, you're using more fuel than the other guy. So I don't know what advantage you would get. Or if if it could be done intentionally to where it would warrant losing second place. So I guess I guess Brock, do you know anything about why this rule is in place? Is it because they need to test the fuel for like additives that might give an an advantage to like fuel efficiency, or whether it's it's about the amount of fuel? I think it's the amount of fuel. If I'm not reading this article correctly, and and honestly, I heard this too. I could be wrong, but. The only reason why they caught it is because Sebastian had to park on the side of the track and walk back to a pit lane after the win. So they had to uh, move his car to pit lane. So he ran out of gas. Pretty much. Well, people ran out of gas before. Ocon did too. He had to run run to uh, the pits. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, I've what was the race that uh, – was it not signs? It was, uh, God dang it, the Mexican. Um, it was really good. Uh, uh, Sergio? Perez. Sergio Perez ran out of gas in the Red Bull when he won, and it went mm-hmm. off to the side, and he got up and walked back, and it was, he, was, he won the race. So I don't understand why at this point it's all of a sudden, you know, an issue. I don't know. I think it's um... – Maybe just to create headlines, who knows? But as I said before, the only reason why they caught it is they had to uh, track the car back to the pits. If it was able to, uh, excuse me, if they had to, um, if he was able to probably bring it to the pits himself, this probably wasn't be an issue, honestly. Weird. Yeah, it's it's super weird, and I think the penalty just seems like ridiculous. Like disqualifying you, like it's 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 ridiculous. Like, well, I don't there is a precedent to that though. Uh, back in '74, when Hunt won a race, and they his car was one sixteenth of a millimeter too wide, and they disqualified him. I mean, he won the appeal, but you know. <laughs> 
I just, I, I guess, I guess, in order to to be disqualified, I think you would have to show intent to deceive and and show that it gave a clear advantage to where it resulted in a second place finish before you take the finish away. Right. But that's me. <laughs> so do they test everyone's fuel tank? Well, they uh, they should. In fact, during uh, qualifying, you see sometimes they, uh, the cars go and uh, weigh themselves on the uh, right before they have to go into the pits or whatever. When they come, come off of the track into the uh, pits when they box, right before they go into their respective teams, they have to be, be weighed, some of them. Or actually, everyone from time to time to time. But yeah. as far as during the race itself, I don't think they do. Because what you use during qualifying, just like the tires, it should be the same when you go in the race. I don't know. I'm with Chaz on this. It seems kind of ridiculous. You strip a win. It is. Away from somebody over something like this. Um, there's actually another discussion here that came up this week that Total Wolf said the, uh, the wreck at Hungary will not determine Botas's future at Mercedes. But with uh, the impressive showing of George Russell and every impressive showing of George Russell lately, period. That might, and we talk about this constantly, but this has to be an issue for Mercedes going forward. Even though, yes, <laughs> Botas was a good teammate over the weekend and try to <laughs> And help Lewis move up into the first spot, or keep. I mean, keep like, I mean, let's, let's, let's be frank. Like, like it worked out well. Like he was, he, he was, uh, he was a good teammate, but a terrible driver. Like, so, so here's here's what happened. I mean, he, he was in, he was on the front row, and he lost what two two spots. Yeah, more than that. At least at least two spots, maybe three, um, because Norris was in what fourth. And and he hit Norris, which means that he was behind Norris. So, um, yeah, that that was it was a it was a terrible start. He got he got you know passed right away. Um, now, I mean, obviously it was the conditions and all that, but I mean, still, it you know Norris had a great start. Verstappen had a great start. Hamilton yeah. had a banging start. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I just had to mention that. Well, in in. You know, I was teasing you, Chaz, and the whole, you know, the intentional wrecking for Mercedes and that kind of stuff. I don't think he intentionally did that. He spun coming off the start. Uh, he lost traction. That's what cost him all the positions. And then when he was trying to make it up, he locked his brakes. And that's when, when you're on – it's bad enough that you lock brakes when it's dry. You lock, lock brakes when it's wet, and you're, you're, you're on a skating rink. So – yeah. He, turned into, he turned into a bowling ball, but I don't think he intentionally tried to wreck everybody out. But it wasn't but, even that, Mike. Like it was, it was a bad start. Um, he was, and obviously, like he was right behind Norris, so he had no no clean air, so he had no downforce to even like hold him at all, have any traction. But the the biggest problem is having a bad start and being in bad position. I mean, he was right, like right behind Norris. Yeah. No conditions. That's just it's just stupid. If you look at the rest of the of the the field at the same exact time, right? Like when he he uh, he bangs into Norris's back, 
everyone is spread out. Everyone. Like they're getting out of each, they're getting out of each other's way. Yeah. Cause it's raining, right? So like it, it really is just what was a consequence of poor driving on, on several fronts. Cause if he if he had been where he was supposed to be positionally, he wouldn't have been in that position anyways, because he wouldn't have a that car in front of him. And then he's driving right behind this car that's right in front of him. It's yeah, I don't know what's up with that guy. To your to your point, Chaz. Point Botas was second in qualifying. So he was on the front row. Right. And before the first turn. Yeah. Norris, who was in six, came out in front of him. Make yeah. Well, everybody went by him. He spun at the beginning, so his car basically sat still, and everybody just kind of drove around him. If you look at the start of the race, but I, you know, I could never understand the rush in the first lap. Anyway, you got seventy laps. You know, get through the first lap and thin things out a little bit, and then go race. You know, everybody's. <laughs> rushing to go in there and stick their nose in there in the first lap, you got 69 more laps. Relax. <laughs> You're going to be okay. <laughs> you know? Recover. It's just too bad that he took out Verstappen and knocked him out of the race, you know, because everybody's wanting the Verstappen-Hamilton battle. They and do. The, last, the last couple of races, we've been denied that. So hopefully that turns around in Belgium. Well, let's hope it's about what now three weeks away, four weeks away, about three weeks away until we get to Belgium. Yeah, I hate summer break. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about this. The uh, Twitter question of the week: Will Perez surpass Norris in the driver's standings by end of the season? It was fifty-four point five percent of you guys said yes, and there's a couple comments on that. And the one says that um, recently I saw some statistics regarding the fact that Checo had scored only 25% of his total points in the first season, or first half of the first two race, uh, first two seasons, which is an important aspect to consider in the matter of the ba points battle. Also, there was another comment on there that said, excuse me for a second, that Perez has an average starting position of this year of a 7.3 which i don't see changing very much even though he's much better he has a much better car press has shown that he doesn't have the talent of norris and he is too erratic while norris constantly finishes between third and fifth and honestly guys this is the very first race for norris that he did not score any points he was the only driver up to this point to constantly score points in a race this is the very first race that he did not score points. So, uh, Mike, to you, all that, take it in, your, and your opinion. Will Perez surpass Norris in the driver's standings by the end of the season? Nope. Simple as that. <laughs> nope. Now, Lando's, uh, Lando's too consistent. I mean, he's number three in the points right now. He's, he's just too consistent. He's a good driver. He's in a decent car. Uh, McLaren's made great strides this year. They're competitive. They're up near the, you know, they're in the top five, top four. And he's just a, he's just a good driver. And, and uh, I think uh, the whole, I think Red Bull as a whole right now is kind of having a bad streak. So, 
you know, they both drivers for stopping and Perez need to kind of calm down, take a breath, recollect. But uh, I think Lando is just too consistent. And so he's going to continuously score points, continuously be in the top five where Perez is hit and miss. So that's going to cost him. Chaz? Yeah, I mean, you said it earlier. You're talking about how uh, how consistent he's been as far as being the only driver that scored points in every single race. I mean, he's 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 that guy, man. He really is that guy. I think uh, Perez is um, is not doing bad um, this season. Um, you know, he's he's solidly in that number five spot, and he's probably not going to get challenged too much for that. Um, but I mean, honestly the only drivers that should be ahead of him are Hamilton, Verstappen, and, and Botas. So uh, the way that Norris has been outperforming him shows how much he's been, um, how much of a better driver he is. I, I just don't think that it's going to happen. Well, looking at this, there's um, only nine points to separate Lando in third and Perez in fifth, with Botas right in the middle. So we'll see how that happens. Also, because of the weekend, uh, with Carlos moving up into third because of the um, Veto situation, now McLaren and Ferrari are tied in third for the points for constructors. So that's going to be very We we called that at the beginning of the season, that those two would be right there battling it out. And that's playing out the way it's supposed to. And I, I'm just excited that Ferrari's made it, made a, uh, such improvements to their situation in McLaren. Uh, they they get the most improved in my my vote so far for midseason. Um, now I had in my picks here that we talked about last week, but at the beginning of the season, I had Ferrari in third, McLaren in fourth. Chaz, you have McLaren in third and Ferrari in fourth at the end of the, at the end of the year. But Mike, you have Ferrari in third and McLaren in six. Yeah, it's they, they surprised me. They surprised me. Yeah. I'm glad they're proving me wrong. <laughs> no, I am. I, you know, I'm, I'm, McLaren's one of those, you know, historical teams. I like McLaren. I like Williams. I like you know, those are the guys, those are the little guys that came into F1 years ago, privately owned, didn't, you know, they're not a big uh, manufacturer, they're just a team, they're just a racing team, and, and they've made their mark, and they've had great success in years past, and I'm glad to see them getting back into the limelight, uh, and, and getting back into contention for yeah, possibly unseating Mercedes. Mm. Let's um, since there's so close points we, we, right we, now, I want to talk we, about we, we need a little break from Mercedes, don't we? Don't we, folks? Right? No, they're like the, they're like the New England Patriots. Of that no one. We're kind of kind of tired of them. Time time for them to go back in the mid mid. See. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do this again? I want to put. Uh, I, no, it's I'm like a, it's like a New York Yankees fan, you know. It's like, it's like every once in a while, Minneapolis has to get in there and win one. Maybe Milwaukee. I can't be in New York every single time. 
<laughs> I'm not going to put this on screen again, but uh, hash, um, flashback to a few weeks ago when I put hashtag ABM on the screen. <laughs> Anybody but Mercedes. But Anybody but Mercedes. <laughs> um, I mean, hats off. It's a, they, they, they are the class act of F1, though. They are the standard that you have to strive for. And, and you need somebody in that position to make everyone better, to go up there and unseat them. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you don't like them, beat them. That's, um, <laughs> let's discuss this as our last uh, topic for the day here. Uh, Alonso is at 38 points. Veto is at 30 points. I want to get from you guys, who's actually having a better season right now? They're so close on points, but who's actually having a better season? Is it Alonso or Veto? Start with uh, Chaz. What do you think, man? Um, I, I think it's very circumstantial. I think, um, you know, obviously, if you're you're just talking about points, um, they're they're so close that I think it's negligible, especially mm -hmm. considering what happened with Veto this weekend, right? Um, right, you know, one just great race. Um, I think you can't take out the context of it all and consider the fact that I mean, I, I mean, we talk about it a lot, and I see it a, a lot in in terms of how drivers are performing relative to the car that they're in, because you have to you have to consider that. Yeah. So, um, and just like what circumstances are in, so like Bethel, for example, coming off of a season with Ferrari, I, I don't. I don't see that as like a, a positive for him personally at all, uh, being downgraded to another team. Um, Alonzo coming back, you know, from, I think he was in uh, a couple of other circuits. I know he was in the, um, what do you call it? The, the American circuit. IndyCar. IndyCar. Yeah, he, he was in IndyCar. I know that he tried to do, uh, Le Mans. Um, I still think I still think he drives for Le Mans in sports car. Yeah, and he, he, he was he did another third circuit because he was trying to do uh, he was trying to do all three. But um, whatever the case, you know, coming back and being competitive is is great for Alonso. I, I also think that like no one really expected anything different, right? Like I mean, he's fucking Fernando Alonso. So I think. Uh, I think he's having a, a good season relative to expectations because there aren't really for him. No, no one's really expecting much. But um, Fethel, you know, in a way, it, a lot of teams – or I'm sorry, in, in a way, the team was kind of expecting him to be the the, the anchor, you know, the, the, the wise, you know, sage who would kind of help out the, uh, the younger driver. Um, and I just don't think that he's really done a lot. Um, I mean, this this r entire race was a was a fluke, to be honest. Um, yeah. So he's coming in second place. I don't I don't think you could really like argue that it was skill or anything. So I, I would put it on Alonzo having a. If if you were to ask the F one community or you were to ask team principals, you know who would who they would rather have right now. Um, I think most people, oh, that's actually a tough question. I don't know who you'd rather have. Um, they, 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 neither one of them have great reputations, to be honest, um, at this point. But 
I would I would still say Alonzo's probably doing a be- having a better season just because he's uh, he's at least kind of even the expectations while Fethel, you know, he's he kind of seems like perception is at least that he's kind of on the decline. Well, you look at the different races over the past uh, season here that. Well, Vettel was sporadic, whereas first he's, you know, not finishing points in like a couple races. He finished on the podium. He's not finishing at all. Alonso has been consistently, you know, getting better in position. Now, some races he finished a little bit below others, but overall, it seems like he's just progressing a little bit better every single race. Mike, your take on that? Well, <clears throat> I think the Alpine car is better. <laughs> And, and we're talking about two world champions. You know, both yeah. these guys have had multiple world championships. So they're dri- they're good drivers. There's no question about their ability. Uh, I think uh, lot, uh, Fernando doesn't have the focus that the other drivers have because he is involved in all these other races. I mean, he's, he, he's a race car driver. He goes out and he races cars. He's kind of old school that way because back in the day, they all did that. You know, yeah. the Faggios, the, you, you know, they, if it was, Back when they only had 14 or 15 races in F1, they'd go race Grand uh, Le Mans. They'd go race 24 hours of whatever the hell it was, or some sports car race, or uh, you know. So they they didn't they weren't focused just on F1. Where now it's it's very focused. Where he's you know, I think he's kind of got a little Kimi Raikkonen in it. He does this because he really really enjoys it. And uh, mm-hmm. I think if I were to have to pick two of them. I'd pick Fernando only because I think uh, psychologically he's the better racer. He, he's got a, his head; he gets his head in the game a little better than Vettel does. Uh, I think Vettel's at this point now, where you know he's kind of phoning it in, to be honest with you. And uh, and and Chaz is right. I mean, I like I said at the beginning of the season, if Hamilton or Verstappen doesn't win, it's because of a wreck or a penalty. And we had a huge wreck, took out Verstappen. Hamilton started way back in the pack, had. Uh, you know, and, and and that's how Ocon, Ocon won. You put them all out there evenly with no wreck, and Ocon's not even in the you know he's mid pack best. So uh, you know, I enjoyed the race because it wasn't Hamilton, and it was a really a good sportsman that won his first race, and it was fun to see him do that. But uh, uh, you know, as far as a teammate, and as far as a professional, and as far as who would I want on my team, Fernando. I mean, even think about this race. I mean, uh, you know, Fethel came in second in an Aston Martin, and everyone was still talking about Alonzo, right? Yeah. We were talking about that that battle versus Alonzo and Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> well, because what Alonzo did was so selfless, and it was such a such a great, uh, you know, it should be a lesson to every race car driver out there that's got a teammate in the running. And, you know, he, he put himself in harm's way and he did it with class and style and he didn't wreck anybody out and he di- didn't play dirty. He did everything he could to hold up Hamilton. And I'm sure he was out there having the time of his life doing that, uh, you know, excited for his teammate. And that's good to see. Yeah, exactly. Well, if the wreck didn't happen there, Mike, um, your Williams might have not finished in points. Say again? If uh, the wreck did not happen, you're – Williams might not have finished in points. Oh no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. No, no, don't, 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 don't get this messed up here. 
<laughs> half the half the fact that half the field was taken out, a Mercedes was taken out, Red Bulls was taken out. I mean, there's a Hamilton still came back from P14. So, you know, I'm not everything played out and got Williams in the points, and I'll take it at this point. Exactly. Mike Mike history doesn't remember the details. Yeah, true. Just the points. Just the points. Actually, our just, next just Twitter enjoy it because there's not going to be a wreck in, in the next one. <laughs> well, if it rains, we don't know if it's going to rain or not. Well, I think uh, I think in this time off, you know, really mentally, Red Bulls just got to get their head back into the game and stop stop worrying about what happened in the last race and stop trying to fight battles with the marshals and and this and that and the other thing. Look, it happened. It happened. You move on. You got to have a short memory and get back in your car and go drive and. Uh, you know, they hit some bad luck, but they're certainly not out of it. They can nope. come back and 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 uh, Verstappen certainly is the driver and he has the car to do it. I mean, he's in two races. He got out in front and no one could touch him, even on with no wrecks and with two cars that were running good. He still outran the Mercedes. So yep. uh, they just need to mentally get back in the game. They do. They're only down by 12 points on the constructors and Hamilton is leading Max. Let's see. Eight points, I think now. Eight, Eight points. Point. Yes. I mean, they're right there, so they're not out of it. I mean, they're, no. they're not out of it at all. Just got to well, get your head back in the game. So far, uh, there's no outstanding things from uh, Christian Horner as far as, you know, any allegations. They did something wrong in this one. Nothing like that, but um, not from this race, at least. It's only from uh, Ashton Martin and their situation with Vettel. That's the only things are brought up against this, brought up to the stewards. So. Yeah, Red, Red Bulls close, but uh, Utah Jazz also were very close to the Bulls in the night. <laughs> so close. Yeah, well, you know, like they say, if you ain't first, you last. You last. Well, with that, we uh, our next Twitter question of the week will be: Who will win the championship first? We're bringing that back. We're bringing that back here, and this time, will it be George Russell, or will it be Charles Leclerc? So that's a nice discussion for next week. So in the meantime, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Former Racing. Throw us a line on uh, the email, theformerracing at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you as well as please hit that like button, subscribe to stay informed, and uh, give us a comment down below too. We'd love to hear from you, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And also check out our other videos as well. Coming soon, we're going to have some more items here because there's no racing this month so we'll hopefully have some more videos for you including the what if series and some more new series as well so stick around for that in the meantime we'll see you next week right here on the f1 starting grid peace